0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: The sound of sorrow echoes in the streets a song of grief a hymn of defeat a dirge injustice and tragedy converge on Calvary and the word was silenced the hope of humanity lay lifeless in a borrowed tomb as darkness loomed like a thousand years without the sun the taste of fear on every tongue longing to save. could hardly hear the sound of two or three gathered in your name we were scattered like skeptics helpless and ashamed sheep without a shepherd disillusioned and dejected we were desperate for something for someone to rescue us from what friday had done but when the sun rose from its grave on the third day sunday came and everything changed A melody of misery became a brilliant symphony of life. Oh, death, where is your sting? Swallowed up in victory, the greatest day in history was a Sunday. He is risen, we are forgiven. Let the church bells ring. Let the set free sing a new song on Sunday the reverberation of redemption, an open invitation for every tribe, tongue, and nation to come and see what God has done, his radical love slain in the public square, but when they came to the grave, nobody was there. This is the good news. The fullness of an empty tomb where death took its final breath at the hands of a man who had been dead himself until Sunday when everything changed.
2: He has risen.
0: He has risen indeed.
2: Would you stand as we sing together Christ is risen? Thank you.
3: happy resurrection sunday thank you so much for taking the time and the opportunity to come and give glory to god today and i pray that each one of you come prepared to meet him to join together as we lift our voices in song and to celebrate the greatest thing of creation jesus christ he spoke creation to existence he gave us free will we chose to disobey him And he loved us so unconditionally that the father sent the son, who was perfect and no sin, to pitch his tent with us, to teach us and to heal, to give hope. And we nailed him to the cross, paying for all of our sin, and as the movie shows, the distress. The discouragement, the misery. But then on that third day, the day that we celebrate together, the resurrection occurred, giving life and life everlasting. So we come to celebrate. And this morning, I ask you to join me in prayer as we prepare that celebration personally in our hearts and together as this family of faith sings and praise and praises father thank you for the opportunity that we have today to come lift up our voices father to concentrate on the words to enjoy the time that we have relishing the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ because there was no other way where we could be saved and we thank you for your unconditional love and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness god we thank you for thinking of us and this morning i pray we'll think of nothing else except praising you and giving you all glory and honor and praise so today father today we set aside for you and i pray that you'll speak boldly to us in this service that it won't only be today, but Father, we'll be on fire for you every single day as we live out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, the Risen Lord. We pray, Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here, and let me just say, if you are a guest today for the very first time, please take that guest card in the pew in front of you, fill it out in its entirety, and when you leave at one of the offering uh, containers at each exit, please just put that in there. That's all we're asking from you. we we'll look forward to that. And now we continue to sing for joy.
2: Low in the grave he lay, but up from the grave he arose. Let's sing. <clears throat>
4: church. Please bow your heads for a moment with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for so many things. First, for sending Jesus as your embodiment to this earth, for his death on that cross, for all of our sins, so that we may have eternal life. For taking an angel from heaven and having that angel roll the stone away from his tomb so that we could see he was no longer there, not that he needed help getting out, for he is the Lord. For his resurrection, for bringing him back to us, so that he proved that he was no ordinary man, but in fact, the Son of God. Now he lives in us as the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for his presence in our lives every day. And we also thank you very much for being able to worship freely in this country where we can not worry about persecution as fellow Christians. If I ask for one thing today as I stand in front of you on this podium, I ask that more be saved in this country uh, as we move away, unfortunately, from the belief in Jesus, in you, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
5: Good morning, church. Good morning. Our scripture reading for this Easter Sunday is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 to 44. We are honored to share these verses and will be uplifted by the sharing. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Now all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and star differs from star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. We are blessed by the reading of this passage, for these are the words of our Lord. Amen.
3: Great, wasn't it? It was the angel who said to those seeking Jesus, He is not here, He is alive. It gives us understanding of the resurrection. The Jesus who they had seen crucified, they had seen buried, was no longer in the tomb. And it gives us pause. He did that, Calvary, the resurrection, so that we might have life ourselves. there are questions that circulate what is our resurrected life going to be like Easter has three dimensions in time in the past Easter demonstrated a risen Lord in the present Easter makes possible a relationship with the risen Lord but in the future Easter touches each of us at the point of our ultimate and our greatest need the resurrection of our body on the last day the resurrection of Jesus Christ means that you yourself as a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ will have a resurrected body like his glorious body Very early, cynical questions were asked about the bodily resurrection of those who were believers in Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body will they come? And Paul answers both of those questions in one sweeping way. The omnipotent power of God is able to give you a body suitable for life in the eternal world. He goes on to describe that in this passage of Scripture. You see, the power of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also provide you a resurrected body yourself to doubt that God can bring life out of death Paul said is foolish you see the evidence is there for you to see that life comes out of death it's just it's part of your own observation of life and he goes on to describe it he says look at God's power in plant life in verses 37 and 38 he said when you sow do you not plant you do not plant the body that will be just the seed perhaps wheat or something else but God gives it a body as he has determined and to each kind of seed he gives its own body if you've been to the botanical gardens here in Phoenix you have some great trails to go on and you have about 50,000 different kinds of plants that you can see there each with their own type of body every time you sow a seed you demonstrate that life comes out of decomposition There is a a disorganization of the seed and then followed by a reorganization to a new life. You plant that seed, it decomposes, reorganizes into life. A plant. Jesus recognized the principle both in the spiritual and in the natural worlds. He said in John chapter 12, verse 24, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. It's natural law, it's also the spiritual principle. You're aware that the bare naked seed that you put into the ground is not the living plant that comes out of the ground. He planted a seed what's going to come is a plant with its own kind of body Paul says in verse 37 you do not plant the body that will be just the seed the same is true for the lifeless body of a believer you see we deposit into the ground that which we deposit during a time of mourning and a time of death bears no relation to what God is going to bring up out of the ground. Paul said in verse 38, but God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Would God do more for acorns and pansies than for his own children? Paul's saying no. You see, the resurrection will be God's creative gift of God's own power. It's shown in how he created plant life, his power in that, and and how it comes to fruition. But also, he says, look at God's power in animal life you see the power of God has provided a body suitable to every level of physical life on earth Paul said in verse 39 of 1 Corinthians 15 not all flesh is the same people have one kind of flesh animals have another birds another and fish another Paul explains There are four great divisions of animal creation. And God demonstrated his power to provide a body on life for the earth, for the air, and for the sea, the water. God has the power to do that. He created that. It's right before us. He's given a body appropriate to every level of creation and every kind of environment. The God who created in plant life and animal life had the power to create life and to make a body suitable for each kind of environment and each kind the visible and known world has the power to do so in the invisible unknown world of eternity in fact there may be more difference between our present body and our resurrected body than between man and a fish but also Paul doesn't finish there he says you can see it in plant life you can see it in animal life but god's power see it on the astronomical level as well you see he, he turns from the inanimate body of a seed to the animate body of living things and now to the heavenly bodies he says in verses 40 and 41 of first corinthians 15 there are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon has another, the stars another, and star differs from star in splendor. If you've seen any of the pictures sent back by, uh, by the Webb Telescope, this universe is incredible. I like the way the Amplified Bible adds some description. It defines heavenly bodies as the sun, moon, and stars. It defines the earthly bodies as humans, animals, and plants. It gives credence to the understanding of what Paul is trying to get across to his readers, helping them make the jump from the resurrected Christ and the body, glorious body that he has. To our own resurrected body when the time comes out of the same basic materials of creation God has crafted the infinite variety of stars and planets and galaxies the same hydrogen and carbon in your body is part of this enormous energy and size Of the astronomical universe. What does that tell us? That the power of God goes far beyond our limited, finite understanding. But what he did in plant life and animal life, and what he's done in the heavenly stars and and the beings. he's going to do for us. Well, it's hard to imagine that, isn't it? Huh. The same God who organized the same atoms into either living people or a burning star has the power to provide a body suitable for eternal life. Paul wanted us to understand that there there is something beyond and we can make that understanding by just looking around us at what God has done and the power that he has accomplished not only in conquering death and sin and being resurrected from the dead in the beautiful glorious body but also that we are ourselves Will be able to experience that secondly we see that the resurrection body will be appropriate for eternal life so how is that well first it'll be an incorruptible body so he has the, po- the power to give us the resurrection body ourselves but it's going to be an incorruptible body he says in verse 42 so it will be with the resurrection of the dead the body that is sown perishable will be raised imperishable. The resurrection body will not be capable of decay. The most obvious truth about our present body is that, uh, is that it ages. <laughs> we grow old and, and eventually we die the resurrection body will not decay there will be nothing in it that will have the capacity to decay it will be beyond the power of deterioration you know most of our time and energy on earth is related to the decay of our body we feed, we house, we clothe, we medicate, we exercise our bodies to try to keep them from decaying. And yet it still happens. <laughs> but that's not going to be necessary in the time to come. Because of God's unconditional love, because of his desire for fellowship with us, because he grants us grace and mercy and forgiveness. He looks upon us desiring to spend all an eternity with us. And so he has created that capability of a resurrection body that will be incorruptible. Also, it will be a sinless body. In verse 43, he says... It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Our present bodies are dishonored because of sin. Our choice to sin. The temptation is out there, but it is our choice to disobey God, to go with our own flesh and blood and desires. You know, sin is an intruder that invades and occupies and uses our physical bodies throughout our life all through life it is a battle with that sin and the temptation to sin but the resurrection body will not be capable of any sin in any form john said in the revelation 21 27 nothing impure will ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. There will be no sin in heaven. And as we look at our resurrection body, we will not have the capability of sinning. Never again, by word or deed or action or attitude, will the risen Christian sin against God. The eternal heavenly day will never end with a night that calls out to God in sad confession of our failure. It does today we're honest with each other there are times we get by ourselves before God we realize our failures and we cry out to him because he's the only one we can go to and in his unconditional love he wipes those sins away because of what Christ did on the cross and because of what we celebrate this day of the resurrection. But there will be endless celebration and endless obedience with God in our resurrection body. Also, it will be an unlimited body. He says in verse 43. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. The body will soar as high as the spirit can lead. On earth, we're thwarted by our bodies, our our physical abilities. The thinker's mind tires with thought, the runner's legs, well, they ache with the race. The musician can imagine songs that nobody can sing. The artist can conceive of paintings that no one will be able to paint. Our creative spirits are bounded and limited by our physical weaknesses. But this is not going to be so with our resurrection body. The engineer will never conceive a a project. The architect will never dream of a building. The manager will never imagine organization. And the preacher will never aspire to a sermon that is beyond realization with a resurrection body. Under our obedience and our following the Lord Jesus Christ, the sky is the limit with the resurrection body. Every talent and every ability of your resurrected life will find full, listen, full and unhindered expression. Wow, wouldn't that be amazing? You say, how is that? It's because we are obedient to the Lord and the resurrection body we will forever be obedient to Him and in the midst of that He will give us the creative ability to do anything that He places in our heart that brings joy and service to Him under His Lordship It will be an incorruptible body. It will be a sinless body. It will be a body that is unlimited. And Last, Paul gives us an understanding that it will be a, a body for the eternal world. He says in verse 44, It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, then there is also a spiritual body. He puts an exclamation point here. He wants us to understand that like he created us from the dust of the ground, he will give us and create for us a resurrection body that is suitable for eternity. Listen what is placed in the grave was adequate for life in this kind of world what comes out of the grave will be adequate for life in the eternal order our natural body was formed to be an organ for this life in the natural world our spiritual body will be Formed as an organ of life for a higher spiritual world for all eternity. So Paul addresses the question some will have. Well, that was Jesus. Jesus was resurrected. Jesus had the power to come back from the dead. But look at me. I'm not going to do that. We could even point to Lazarus and say, well, God raised Lazarus from the dead. But you know what? Lazarus died again. Paul says, listen, and listen closely. I want you to understand that when Jesus said, Because I live, you will live also, said he is putting together and will put together a resurrection body for you that will be for all in eternity in giving praise and honor and service to the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Resurrection life begins the moment that you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of life he gives you eternal life now which which will inhabit eternal spiritual life then yes we're going to die that's what the Bible says it is appointed unto man wants to die. So we're going to die. We can't help that. But that's not it. We're given the opportunity to have a life that goes on forever. And the one who created everything, the one who gave a body to every single plant. And the one who gave a body to every single animal. And the one who gave form to every single planet and galaxy and star. He loves you. He loves you. He's going to give you the very best. And the very best is to give you life everlasting. And to top it off, He's going to give you a resurrection body that will be for all in eternity. That's because He loves you. He desires fellowship with you. And this morning, this morning, you can have that life everlasting. By simply acknowledging Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord this morning as a believer in Christ you can acknowledge I'm not going to fear the future I'm not going to fear death because there is something better by far and today instead of fearing and worrying celebrate what god has for you father as we move into our time of invitation on this resurrection sunday i pray as we sing this song of faith an invitation song i pray that we will come to realize that we celebrate the resurrection lord because because he promises a resurrection of our very own and a glorious body that will celebrate him forever. So we have reason to be optimistic and joyful. But Father, if there's any, any doubt here at all, I pray this Easter Sunday will be a Sunday that will mark down as a spiritual marker day that I gave my, gi- my life to Jesus Christ on that day. Or that I rededicated my life to say, God, don't let me be consumed by the cares of this world Help me to look ahead at what you have for me and then spend my life serving you to the best of my ability in joy, anticipation, and hope. And God, help our response today to this invitation be worshipful to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you stand and let's sing our invitation hymn. And as God has spoken to you, you come. If there's a decision to make publicly or privately, right in the pew where you are. To be seated for just a moment, if you will. I want to thank you so much for coming on this Easter Sunday. What a special privilege it is to see smiling faces. It's a day to smile. It's been a week of celebration, and God has blessed throughout every service this week that we've had. And we get ready to leave today. I want you to make sure and take away this that God loves you he loves you unconditionally he loves you right where you are and he will never love you any more at any time than he does right now in the midst of that love we can enjoy his fellowship so as as hard as life can be at times just remember The resurrected Lord is the one who's going to encourage us and walk beside us and help us every step along the way. Not just on this Easter celebration day, but every day. And I would would beg you, please, if you do not have a relationship with Christ, please, please, follow Him we'll be happy to help you at any point point. and also as a believer if you're not where you should be this is a great opportunity on this day to say from this day forward I'm gonna do exactly what God desires because I'm gonna depend on the power of his spirit so thank you thank you for being here thank you for being spirit minded and we're gonna look forward to the days we have here and more excitingly the days we have there with a resurrection body
2: there are four sign up sheets in both the small lobby and the main lobby men if you are coming to the men's breakfast Tuesday morning at 8 this is your last day to sign up we need you to do that so that there will be sufficient food for everyone Lee Clawwitter will be the special speaker for that men's fellowship breakfast. On Wednesday at 4 p.m., Partners on Mission will be in the CLC, and that will be a potluck dinner, so we need you to sign up today and indicate what dish you will be bringing for that. Pastor Joseph from Set Free Ministries in Phoenix will be our guest speaker. Ladies, on the 22nd, which is a Saturday of April, Spring into Fashion Fashion Show. So there's a sign-up sheet for you in both lobbies as well. There will be a lunch provided for you at no cost, so we do need you to sign up. And the fourth one is for the movie matinee, and that will be on the 27th, I believe. On Saturday, this coming Saturday the 15th at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary, there will be a celebration of life service for Jack Connor, That is Sharon Vogt's dad, who passed away recently in his sleep. We will be celebrating his life this coming Saturday at 10. There will be a reception to follow in the CLC, and I know you've been praying for that family, and I ask that you continue that. As you stand, Carolyn Etzel will be making her way to lead us in our closing prayer. I hope you have a wonderful day. Would you stand? Shall we pray? Dear God and Heavenly Father, We come today with joyful hearts. We serve a risen Savior. Dear Lord, please be with us this week and help us to witness to those that we come in contact with that they, too, will accept you as their Lord and Savior and serve you. We thank you for this day, and we pray for your presence with us at all times. In
1: thy name we pray. Amen.